The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast with Matthew Sardo. Take your sticky paws off me, you damn dirty ass. <laughs> Holy sh! They're actually monkeys fighting robots! You can follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots and on Instagram at monkeys fighting robots. Make sure to download and review our podcast from iTunes and Stitcher. And now, here's your host, Matt. Welcome to the 44th episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. Happy Tuesday to you. I saw Mission Impossible last night, and it made me want to ride a motorcycle and crash it, drive a car and crash it, jump off a of shit, and then punch people in the face. It is by far the best big-budget film of the summer. Go see it and tell me what you thought of it. Currently on monkeysfightingrobots.com, we have some reviews of Vacation from Dewey and Felix, and they are not too happy with that film at all. Today, we are talking with Brooklyn-based band Shinobi Ninja. They will be at the Orpheum in Tampa on August 4th, and on August 8th, they will be in Orlando for Nerdfest. But first, we have a special contest going on on Monkeys Fighting Robots. We have teamed up with SuperheroStuff.com to give you a trip for two to New York Comic Con. How awesome is that? It includes convention tickets, airfare, hotel, and some spending cash. I think it's 200 bucks. All you have to do is go to our website, monkeysfightingrobots.com, and click on the green blinking banner that says, win a trip to New York Comic Con, and register. From feedback from our listeners, I have to tell you that if you have ad blocker on, you will not see the ad, so turn ad blocker off. When you go to Monkeys Fighting Robots, it'll be on the right-hand side of the homepage. Just click on that, register, and good luck. Shinobi was one of the hardest games of all time back in the day. So when I saw a band called Shinobi Ninja, I had to become friends with them on Twitter. The Brooklyn-based band brings a full sound with Duke Sims on vocal, Alien Lex on bass, DJ Axis Powers, Baby G on vocals, Maniac Mike on guitar, and Terminator Dave on drums. The band is currently on tour promoting their latest album, Escape from New York. I'm with Duke Sims of Shinobi Ninja. Duke, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. The way that we connected was through Twitter, and since then I've had your Shinobi Ninja YouTube station on repeat. But for those who are unfamiliar with the band, how would you describe your sound? I would say it's like rock and hip-hop, metal, a lot of metal, a lot of energy, some punk rock, some reggae, and some, like, you know, just good music, just hardcore music. I would say heavy music, funk music. That's the best I could say. Who came up with the name Shinobi Ninja? Shinobi Ninja comes from the video game, Shinobi. It's a classic. And also, when I met the twins, we started recording music together in the beginning. Their mom was an architect, and their the house looked like an oriental house, so... The Shinobi Love with the Oriental House, Shinobi Ninja. So. 
Were you good at the video game? Because that was a really tough video game back in the day. Yeah, I was just horrible at it. The thing, the thing about the game was it was so hard that I would still dream about like still trying to beat the first boss. And so, like, having never beat the first boss, it was like, oh, man, Shinobi, Shinobi, I got to play it, I got to play it. If you play a game and you beat the game, I mean, you kind of, like, it just goes away and you're like, oh, that was a good game. But if you have not even beat the first boss, that game is going to stay with you for life. As soon as the band's name came up on Twitter, I mean, that's all I had flashbacks was to me trying to beat that game and it being the toughest video game I ever played. Would you guys consider your guys a, consider yourself a nerd rock band? Um, I mean, we're nerdy in that, like, we like, we like things that are nerdy, like video games are considered nerdy. And, um, I don't know if it's nerd rock, like, uh, only Mike and Dave have glasses. No, Baby G has glasses too. And even A-List could wear glasses. So, and I have glasses too, but I don't wear them. But we'll say five of the six members wear glasses. So yes, we are nerd rock, 100%. Because I, I go to a lot of conventions. I've been to San Diego Comic-Con. I've been to C2E2 in Chicago. And I haven't ever been to New York Comic-Con. But I've noticed that the after parties, they're starting to get, like, nerd DJs now popping up. and everything. This is like a sub-genre that's coming up. So, I mean, I don't think it's bad to be part of this genre. Orgy rock, bro. Hold up, hold up. Mike wants to answer. What? Of course we're nerd rock, bro. <laughs> and who's this, on the, who's this on the phone? You got Maniac Mike. A.K.A. Mr. Kid Shreddy, A.K.A. Mr. Dick Disco, A.K.A. Hello, Eagles! When I listen to the band, I hear some hip-hop, I hear definitely some Faith No More, which I really like, I hear some metal, some reggae. Where are all the influences coming from? Um, they're coming from the bad brain. I don't know. I would, say, I would say that because there's six of us, we all grew up listening to different music, but during a time when music wasn't as like uh, Nicki Minaj versus Drake and like that's your choices for R&B, hip-hop, pop, all in those two artists. I think we grew up in a time with the Michael Jacksons and like even when the radio had rock stations. In New York, we don't even have a rock station anymore. That's something to consider, you know, growing up. Like if you could hear Led Zeppelin, it's going to change your life. But now if you're only listening to the neon trees, um, you know what I'm saying, and they're only going to play the same 10 songs I mean, what will your music sound like if that's the music you're listening to? So I think the reason why our music sounds so vast is because we have 12 pairs of ears. Is it tough to meld those different genres together when you have the 12 sets of ears? Like, what does that kind of collaboration and that creative process look like? You got Maniac Mike now. The creative process, melding all of these different kinds of music is a very organic type of situation. We're all a bunch of studio guys, we're all a bunch of live guys uh, and girls. Uh, we're all a bunch of uh, music heads. So, you know, when you when you put all those people in the same room and say, go, you have a bunch of gear in front of them. Any which way we can, man. You know, there's no rules to any of this stuff. We all have great ideas. We all inspire each other. Um, and really, you know, there, there's, there's no limit to, you know, what, we will let you I think that's that's the spice right there. That's how that's how it becomes what it becomes. That that's you know I guess that's why you'd be asking this kind of question. You know, like how organic can it get? You know, and this is really it just is what it is. We're all our own personalities and we get it going, man. That's the sound. By blending these different genres, 
do you find it hard and, and, and you also mentioned the the uh, blandness of the different genres going on right now in music but by blending these different genres do you find it hard getting respect from the different music communities I don't think so and I also say that I don't think I don't think music is bland now I, I think music will be great always and always will be great always has been great it's just the, it's just the system of corporate radio owners that are feeding uh, playlists that are being fed to them by uh, the small amount of major labels that are left who are only sniffing, like, uh, the armpits of, you know, some type of a musical underground, which is, you know what I'm saying? So I don't even remember what your question was. You know what I mean? But I, but I feel like, you know, people give us respect because we're real. And, and if they didn't respect us, I don't think we would care anyway. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, it's just it's, music is beautiful, man. It's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, when I was talking about being bland, and you hit it right on the head that the, you have the big industries going on. But I do think that we are at in in all types of creative forms, we're in a a renaissance because right now it's so easy to publish a comic book. You can hop on the web and and you can put a web comic up. You can create a a, a, a film. You can create music. It, the, I'm I have a podcast studio in my house that was not possible, you know, 15 years ago. So now the, we are actually in a creative boom. But it's really hard to cut through that mainstream, I guess, the American Idol-esque issue of music. And that's what I'm trying to find out from you guys. My question to you is, are, are you in your crib right now? Are you in your boxers? Are you I, strictly in your boxers? No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's my first rule of uh, owning your own business is I have to have my pants on. Pants must be on because we're, we're, we're conducting business. Same word. <laughs> Same word. Duke Sims. As a, and I don't even know what, if you call it the rap game, and I don't want it to come off sounding really stupid on this, but as a white guy in the rap game, do you push yourself harder to prove the critics wrong? Well, well, I would just, I would just say, just, I mean, I don't know if a critic would say like that white people can't um, rap or something like this. I said, I said one time, I said, there's no such thing as black metal. There's no such thing as white metal. There's no such thing as black rappers. There's no such thing as white rappers. There's just human beings making music from their heart, you know, and, and human beings are made up of, of, of organs, and those organs are, do not live in genres, you know, they just feel, and they just live on an energetic plane of the universe, which we are all part of, and we're all connected. In. So if a white person can't rap, then a black person can't rap, because if you say something that, that they can't rap because of the color of their skin or something like that, it's just madness. It's madness. You know what I'm saying? Music is music, and it has no color. You already know that. And you talked about the heart, and you talk about the music coming from the heart. Who was the person, or what was the music that you heard that touched your heart that made you say, "This is what I want to do"? Whoa, you got maniac Mike here. I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna have to say, Nirvana's Nevermind, man. That was a great album. Uh, produced by Bush Big, Mick by Andy Wallace, greatest band in the world and the greatest producer and engineer in uh, the rock game at the time, perhaps of all time. Everything's about that record. You know, the band was so cool. The production was so incredible. I had no idea that 70% of my favorite records are all done by the same two guys. And that definitely, that one record definitely gave me a taste for all that good stuff. Punk rock, rock and roll, great vocals, deep songwriting, um, incredible production. All that stuff. I mean, 
Nirvana never mind. It's an encyclopedia, man. How can you say no? I'm not saying no. Duke, what's your who, who touched you inappropriately? No, I mean musically. Who touched me? Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny way you set that up. Who touched me? I mean, I would say, you know what? Um, I'm touching DA right now. Oh. <laughs> you know what I would say? I would say the first time that I heard um, Ocean by Led Zeppelin, when I, the first time I ever heard Harmony, like two-part Harmony, like really like where I was like, wow, that's something called Harmony, and I just really just remember that. When I heard that little piece in, in the song, The Ocean, that changed my life. And, well, my dad, my dad probably touched me the most because he gave me that tape. And, you know, my parents were just great. So my parents, I would say, you know, funneled the music. My parents were the corporate uh, radio station entity that was feeding playlists to my little tiny ears. And they fed me only the dopest stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Like the four, you know, I'll be there. You know what I'm saying? Just classic. classic. Shinobi Ninja is performing on August 4th at the Orpheum in Tampa, which I'm excited about because I get to go to that show. And on August oh. and on August 8th, you guys are at the Orlando Nerd Fest in Orlando. What can people expect from your show? They can expect their minds to be freaking blown, yo. We're going to be rocking really, really hard. It's going to be ridiculously loud. It's going to be so insanely tight. We're going to look really wild. We're going to be headbanging the whole time. If you're close enough to the stage, we will sweat on you. If you are close enough to the stage, we will crowd surf over you. And if you're close enough to the stage, we may take you on the stage. Uh, wear your plug. Uh, uh, Timberland boots, much more preferred over sneakers. Uh, elbow pads to the mosh pit. That's a good idea. It's a real good idea. Yeah, man. Where has been your guys' best performance where the crowd was just insane? Uh, that's like every show, man. <laughs> we push it. We push it the way that we thought we would push it in front of 50,000 people, regardless of how many people are in the room. So, you know, if you have a beating heart, you're going to get affected. We're going to have a really good time together. Your album, Escape from New York, you guys made a music video for each of the songs. Gloom and Doom is pretty sweet. I really enjoyed that. I've listened to, I've probably listened to all your albums at least three or four times over the past couple of days. Who is the person? Cool. That, who is the person that comes up with your video ideas? Well, Gloom Doom was Nick Nick Precious, aka Precious. He came up with uh, well, him, Steve Sternshine. I mean, we all kind of put it, but that was Nick Precious, man. He came up with the Gloom Doom, Power Strangers, Gloom Doom, and One Time for Radio. Those all Precious, and then the rest of them, I did them. But um, the band really helped. Like, we had visions and ideas, and we all put our minds together. So all the videos just really cool. I forgot what your question was again. But, um, yeah, we do the videos. They're cool. And there's, like, a sl- isn't there, like, in one of the videos, there's a slow-mo scene of somebody punching a nun? <laughs> yeah, that's, um, there must be power changes or... Oh, yeah, no, it's me, bro. It's oh, no, no, me. one time for the radio, one time for the radio. Big face, big face nuns. <laughs> yeah, but in the end, in the, in the end of the bridge, I'm like, Ooh. wow. I remember that. Yo, one time for the radio, man. Tough video. It was a really good time. You guys always look like you're having fun in, in the videos and everything. What's the best part of making the music video? I mean, it's it's another reason. Uh, it's another reason to smoke weed and to like drink and just make art, which is always good. So anytime there's a reason for that, it's great. And music videos, people generally just have a more jovial attitude 
because you're making visual art and it's like you can be silly. You know what I'm saying? When you're in a studio, sometimes the eyebrows get furled, but when you make a music video, it's like, man, it's just so fun. You know what I'm saying? And you can do anything. I close out all my interviews with this question. If you were in a buddy cop movie, who would be your partner and why? Whoa. I'm going Nick Nolte just straight off the get because I feel like Nick Nolte is just that guy. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, man, what was that guy's name? Um, uh, Gary Busey. Okay. My side guy is going to be Gary Busey. That dude is a psycho, and I love it. I would actually really like to see a Nick Nolte, Gary Busey buddy cop film. I feel like that would be uh, insane right now. Uh, I would I would pay to see that too, bro. Magic Mike. No, not Magic Mike. You're Maniac Mike. I'm sorry about that. No, 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 no. You got it, bro. Now it's Magic Mike. I'm down with that. <laughs> He's from, he, actually, Magic Mike is from the Tampa St. Pete area. So, I mean, that's, that's where that's filmed. So when you're down here in Tampa... Just so you guys know, I don't know if you guys are into it, but Tampa is the strip club capital of the world. Oh, how about that? I just wanted to put it out there. Uh, th- th- this is me, Maniac Mike, talking, and, and um, uh, I, I, I'm available, and uh, I, I do like to frequent uh, strip clubs, and uh, strip uh, ers are my friends. Um, yeah. Maniac Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Mike, a.k.a. Maniac Mike, a.k.a. Mr. Dick Sisko. Thank you guys so much for your time and best of luck with the tour. Cool, brother. Thank you. See you. See you at the work here, man. That was Duke Sims and Maniac Mike of Shinobi Ninja. Check them out at the Orpheum in Tampa on August 4th. And on August 8th, they will be in Orlando for NerdFest. I've also posted some of their videos below this podcast on monkeysfightingrobots.com. And definitely check out their website, shinobininja.com. Amazing band. Thank you so much, guys. I'm so excited to go to the concert next week. Hey, Matt, we survived another episode. Oh, no! Once again, there are several ways to continue the conversation after the show. Follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots. You can look at all our silly photos on Instagram at monkeys fighting robots. You can follow me on Twitter at Matthew Sardo. The biggest compliment we receive is when the subscriber number goes up on SoundCloud. Also, if you have a chance, rate our show on iTunes. If you have an Android device, listen to our show on Stitcher. There's also this great app called TuneIn. Listen to every radio station in the world, plus the Monkey Sweating Robots podcast. Okay, Lunchbox, let's try this again. There are so many people that made the 44th episode of Monkey Sweating Robots a success. Special thanks to Duke Sims and Maniac Mike of Shinobi Ninja for calling the Monkey Sweating Robots hotline. Jeff Shade is the creator of our amazing intros and outros. Jessica Wynn designed our Monkeys Fighting Robots logo. Are you a monkey or are you a robot? The staff at Visual Realm built our website and keeps us up and running. To all my friends, family, and the interweb, thank you very much for joining us for this episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff.
That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> all right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.